thought and imagination. And then I kind of asked myself some questions and then tried to answer and then thought I better pray and get the right answers because uh, this message is about praying. So I, what I'm finding is that, agree with me or not, it's, it's not a deal breaker. You're still saved. <laughs> I'm finding that, um, you know, there's a twofold purpose revealed in praying. Um, praying increases our understanding of what God really is. And we're looking for him to cultivate a desire in us to crave and appreciate the same goodness. Because God is good, we need to see things from God's perspective, through his eyes, through the lens of God. And so we need to pray to God to increase our understanding of one thing that we don't see clearly like he does. Um, yeah, our vision is, 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 is not as good as we thought. And it, it's never been good enough. Um, so without him, it just gets worse. It just gets darker and more impaired. Um, we're praying then so that the Lord would give us the desires of our hearts. Or in other words, replace our desires with his desires or replace what looks good to us with what he deems good. So it's easy for us to believe that something looks good. And having that good-looking thing will bring me goodness and make me feel good. And agreeing within myself that because it's good, God wants me to be happy, so he agrees automatically that that good thing should be mine. Um, now, over the years, I mean, I didn't grow up in church like many of you. Um, I decided to come to church when I got off drugs. So I believed in God. Yeah, I believed in God. Yeah, bless the Lord. I did believe in him, but he wasn't Lord. And um, through a prayer, I mean, I can basically remember in non-audible terms, inaudible, um, the Lord revealing to me that he didn't clean me up so I could just go and now join the world. You, you know, you know, there are principles when you get clean that, you know, you're to be as honest as possible whenever possible. And, you know, you, you make amends and all of these kinds of things, which are great principles. But, and there's a but, because it's not enough. This is what I found. I was enjoying the pink cloud of being free from this tethering drug addiction. I was enjoying everything was just falling into place. Money I forgot I had showed up and, you know, and I bought the car that I couldn't afford. And, uh, you know, all the stuff we do, you know. And because um, it was like, yeah, the things that are going on right now, I would be able to um, sustain because I was regularly working like the rest of us. Getting up and going to work. I'll pay for it later. 
let me do like, like everybody else. Get this thing going on and, and look good. And look for things that look good. And, um, you know, but clearly the Lord didn't have that in mind for me. I really don't think he has that in mind for, for any of us. So the one thing I know they say in recovery is keep coming back. It works if you work it. And um, this wasn't supposed to be a recovery sermon, and it's not going to be. But the point is, is that that's short of where we should be going. It's good. It's a good footing. I, I amplified like Clemas last time, right? Am I louder to everybody? Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, so, so, so nonetheless, um, what's going on is that um, I could work through a life being a contributing member to society, actually doing well, you know, succeeding. And I think it's this monitor is really, is bouncing back in my ear. Where's pastor <laughs> or Josh or somebody? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks. That's better. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, I think, um, so what's, what's going on is, um, what the Lord wants is for us to not stop short. Don't stop short. That's not all I have for you. Recovery being clean now, restoring your relationships and your reputation in the community, that's all good, but I have more for you. Yeah, much more, you know. Yeah, I want, I want you to proclaim my goodness. You're, you're not necessarily gonna get that in the recovery system. Although I do believe that the 12 steps was built on Christian principles, the Oxford group or whatever, what, what I come to find is that you're surrounded by people that are calling their higher power whatever they want at whatever time they want. And then if you, if you actually want to branch out and then really include Jesus, you'll find that you're in the wrong setting. This is really not what we're all about. We're not church. Right. So, um, you know, what I did was I uh, I was listening to family radio. Harold Camping was telling me the end of the days was, you know, was next week and all of this stuff. And, you know, all, all that. I, I didn't know what to do. I was looking, but I didn't know where to look or, or, or what to do. And then uh, I ran into a few people. Cornell, for instance. Oh, I go to Love Center. I followed him over there and met Keith and all the rest of you ex-love center people, Charles Duncan was over there causing havoc, all of that. You know, we were, we were, we were there, and I was learning about the Lord. That, this is what was going on. I remember you were there. Clemas was there. And, uh, yeah, so, and, uh, but but it, it, was, it was actually a, my choice was to, and I said this to myself, if it's going to be, this is what I said to myself. Uh, if this is going to be um, like out in the street, I'm, I'm just going to stay out in the street. Right. right. I'm serious. So, so I really wanted something different. You, you know, I wanted something different. 
And according to God and his desire for me, um, I went even further. You, you know, so I'm here now. We're pretty conservative in our moral values. You, you, you realize that, right? <laughs> you know, so we're, we're, look, we're not friends to everyone. Um, and so uh, we want to be friendly, but it's not, it's like you're, you're separating from your friends when you come to Christ. And you long for your friends, but you can't have them. And then throughout, you're separating from all kinds of distractions that are, yeah, it's a continued separation where God is constraining you and making you what he wants you to be. And so you love them all, but, and, and look, and I'm not setting up a, um, I don't want the, the old church or anything to come, come after us because I'm not, I'm saying you're where you're at. This is where God wants me to be. I'm just going to go where I'm supposed to be. So, yeah. So, um, and he's still doing more work. It's, it's like, it's a, you know, it's, it's my attitude. He's working on it. He's changing my attitude about things. And so, um, yeah, so, and, and I'm grateful to God because my attitude, it stinks. It, you know, and, and so um, it's all caught up in having been brainwashed for almost all my life. You know, right. And now it's being restored to something that he's approving of. And so I'm seeking his approval. So anyway, um, I said all that to say, you know, um, our motives and intentions, they need to be revealed when we, um, when we pray. Um, we should be praying that he would share what he knows about our hearts with us. We need the Lord's take on our thinking. Um, you know, otherwise, what's, what's going to happen is we're going to revert or stay stuck on our old, on our old thinking. And, um, and God is good for this. So when people are saying that, you know, prayer is a conversation with God, but, you know, you really didn't hear an audible voice, you know, then you might walk away from your prayer thinking, well, it's really not. You know, because I didn't hear him say no, David, or or go over here and make a cake, or you know, or, or anything like that, right? But what I think the Lord is showing me in my prayer life now is that His voice, or the voice of His Spirit, is actually really telling me what to pray for. So I'm hearing Him when I'm praying, right? Because outside of hearing him while I'm praying, I'm just praying amiss. I'm thinking and praying what the desires of my own heart are. Um, so uh, that being said, uh, this might be the case for many of us. It might not. Maybe you guys have been asking the Lord for what to pray for. And he's been telling you. But guess what? I'm doing it too now. All right, so yeah, this works for me. And so, um, so we need the Lord's take on our thinking. Um, we very much appreciate our Father to affirm our thoughts and then bring them to fruition. That is, if we're honest. So, for instance, I might tell my son, don't buy a red car. You know, don't do it. Because when you buy a red car, you get pulled over a whole lot. Right. I know from history. 
and, and my car was so raggedy that it only had a red spot on it for, for paint. But yet they pulled me over. <laughs> so um, I know from history, and then I want my son to heed my advice. You know, because that means that he's listening to me and he's trusting me and counting on me, right? But when he doesn't, if he doesn't heed my advice and he goes ahead and buys the fire red car, not red, but just blazing red, right? Um, I feel like he's just rejected my wisdom and he's gone his way. And, you know, what's my value to him? How does he see me? Uh, he must not. So I could be praying in a lot of ways, protect my son, Lord. Um, he may get pulled over. Something bad could happen to him, you, you know, protect him. When actually I should be praying, I wish he'd get pulled over so he can see I was right. I mean, this, we might not want to admit this. But years have gone by and he's never been pulled over in this red car. So maybe I am valueless. But this is what the Lord wants to hear from me. He wants the true nature of my heart. It's not just going to come out of me <laughs> telling the Lord protect my son or getting on my knees three times a day or whatever the case may be. He wants to hear the true intentions of my heart. It's the truth. So if I want my son to listen to me, perhaps the Lord wanted him to buy a red car. I don't know, but if I'm not listening to him, I don't really have much to give my son. I really don't. So, so I need to pray in a way that the Lord is going to talk to me. Talk to me in my request to him. In my talking to him, he's telling me what to say by his spirit. Bless the Lord. This isn't um, some kind of new hoodoo. <laughs> Here comes somebody coming up with something clever. I, I think actually um, it's been happening with me, and it could be a culmination of things. I'm getting older. Everybody's dying. All I'm hearing is dying reports left and right. Signs are very vivid that we're entering the last days. I'm trying to get things right so that I haven't wasted or continue to waste or fully waste my life because God wants to use my life and he's going to reward me according to what I've done. So I need to come to him and pray to him in a way that he's going to reveal to me just what he wants. I don't need a repetition, repetition of routine praying that's just really I did it. I prayed three times today. I need to connect with someone that loves me and wants the best for me and that's going to help me succeed in this race we're in. This, this is what I need. I need to quit playing around. I, look, I got clean at 30. All right, at 30. I'm 62 in a, in a month, right? So, so that's, that's 30 years, about 31 years, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere in there, I'm 30 years clean. And so, but th those years, while my mother caught me her number one son now, you know, my father would answer the phone, Maya. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and he would say, it's your number one son. 
she has several sons. And when I would hear that, that would just make me feel so good, right? All of a sudden, and I loved it because I got some brothers that think they number one, you know? So I loved that. I loved it, right? And to be honest with you, my reputation just shifted. I'm, I'm telling you, when you do something notable, people start regarding you differently. But again, it's not enough. My clean time wasn't adding up to anything for God. He, look, he led me in this way. Bless the Lord. It, it, it wasn't, this wasn't the full gamut as far as the Lord is concerned, right? So I had to come to him in these leftover years of my life where first I threw life away as a citizen and then began throwing life away as a productive member of society. I mean, I'm wasting year after year after year and still he's been gracious and showing grace and mercy and mercy year after year after year, right? And for all intents and purposes, I could check out any time. I'm not saying I have any disease that, or anything like that. What I'm saying is that we're, 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 we're given three score and 10, but some don't make it to one in 10, right? One way or the other, we're gonna leave here and I'll be facing my maker. And I want to ask him the right way, how to serve him and hear from him properly. Bless the Lord. So I'm not about to t start telling you guys some new kind of prayer life. You're going to start hearing God's voice audibly speaking to you and all this stuff. I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. Um, we need to do whatever we can to secure his rationale, his reasoning, his will for our lives. And by asking him and seeking and knocking, he's going to answer. Doors will be open. He's, go, he's gonna give us what we're requesting as long as it's in alignment with his will, right? So, praying in the spirit has been long um, um, considered tongues, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's not, everybody doesn't speak in tongues. If, if some do, everyone doesn't. So, and, and then there, I, I, I mean, I, all right, so what I'm trying to say is that praying in the spirit, speaking in tongues has a benefit. Praying in the spirit is, and I, I don't speak in tongues, but I have never spoken tongues, but praying in the spirit is another thing. I'm asking God for his spirit to lead me in my prayer, right? I mean, what better than his spirit? You, you see your son, you want him to have your spirit. You want him to choose the blue car and not the red car. This is basically what you want for him. And it's your spirit that's hoping he'll accept <laughs> what you're hoping for him. So we get God's spirit in our prayer life and then we pray according to his spirit because his spirit's gonna start telling you the requests you should make that you hadn't even thought of. I wanted to know 
you know, if I could do thus and thus, but your spirit is telling me to ask for thus and thus. It's, it's, it's like, okay, all of a sudden, I'm going to follow you. What am I doing? Am I denying myself? Obviously, the thus and thus I was thinking of is already taken care of. You get it? He's been taking care of that. That's not enough. If thus and thus hasn't been taken care of, he wants intimate communion with me by me praying according to his will. Right? Bless the Lord. Um, if, if, for instance, we come to God, um, any old kind of way, um, then, you know, we're wasting our time. Okay, we, we actually need to revere God, show the utmost respect for God, and then come with a belief that he's going to give us what we're asking for. That's scriptural. Of course, we have to have faith there. Of course, the word of faith people and the money word of you know, the money people, they've hijacked that to believe you can ask for roses and cars and planes and all of this stuff. And he's going to give it to you. And if you don't get it, it's because you don't have enough faith. Okay. Now, we're, we're not asking for um, insane stuff today. In other words, there's nothing that I can achieve here by asking for riches and gold and diamonds and everything that's going to supersede what God has in store for me there, right? It would just be a foolish request to begin with. It's, it's foolish. It's foolishness. Um, but a lot of people that haven't had and that believe God is the, the genie God, you know, they're, they're going to follow this path. Um, I could come and ask God for things that seem essential. You know, they've been banging, tearing up my wall at my house just continuously tearing it up it's been loud I have to get out the house they're doing some construction work um, that seems like a pretty good request Lord would you help them finish finish this you know just somehow just just make them stop right um, going into the prayer his Holy Spirit is telling me, ask for endurance and patience and the stuff that I have, because I'm hearing your noise all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Okay, so it's, it's like going into it, he's directing me, right? And I'm blessing him because I'm surprised I'm not on the page I thought I would be on, right? Bless the Lord. Um. There's um, when the salesmen come to your house and they, they get in somehow and, and you got the no solicitation sign up and don't bother, no trespassing and all this. And they come anyway. They on your, they're on your door, beating on the door. You need this vacuum cleaner. You need it. And then they're there. But no, 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 I don't need. But please just hear me out. Just one thing. Just 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 hear this. Right. And then you decide to listen. You're saying in your heart. I'm not buying this vacuum cleaner. I'm not buying it, right? But I'll listen out of courtesy or, you know what I mean? I'm going to listen. 
And uh, they go on and on. It didn't move you. Then they use the American Idol tactic. You know, I grew up in the poor. My father left my mother. She died. Ants raised me. And not ants, my mother's sisters, but ants. Red ants, fire ants, they raised me. You know, so I really, I got all these bites all over me. I really need to sell this vacuum. Okay, Doretha might give them $5. <laughs> you got ant bites, whatever. God is not buying it. You get it? This is the point. I can't sell him anything that I can sell other people. He knows what he wants to hear while I'm at the door. Okay, this is God. He's not a joke. He knows what he wants to hear from us because he's given us his spirit to tell us even how to communicate with him. That might sound deep, but it's true. This is what God wants. He wants what he wants. So my, my look, I try one method, I try another method, but what's really going on? You're upset that your son didn't take your advice. And you're not bringing that to me. You're bringing everything else in and around that to me. But what I want to hear is what I want to hear. And you're going to be and stay in the same place, unfortunately, until you come to me with your whole heart. Bless the Lord. We just come on the scene with schemes. I don't care. It's part of our package. We're fallen. Okay. It's not beyond our thinking. It's not beyond us to think that we can run a game on God because when you're running games routinely, you don't realize you're running a game. It's part of your game. You're part of your own game. Right? Tricking your own self. God is patient. He's waiting to hear the right key words. Words alone aren't what he's waiting, but the content of your heart, of our hearts, he wants that revealed so he can deliver us from our captivity. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. So I'm at the door listening to the vacuum salesman. I hear you. I'm not buying a vacuum today. I hear you. <laughs> right? And then he goes on. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. So I heard you about the vacuum. But now share your heart. What's going on here? What's really bothering you? What's the core issue? Right? I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Okay, did God send me into exile? Well, he's talking about the Jews, right? But what is he saying here? He's saying that, I'll deliver you from your exile because you're coming to me. I won't even let you in to sell me this vacuum cleaner. 
We're separate. You're in the outer court. You're out there talking that craziness. <laughs> Here you have an invite to come into the Holy of Holies, but you have to come in with a holy attitude. Your attitude is off. You can't come back into the inner sanctuary talking crazy. I want to hear the truth. What's really going on in your heart? Are you really happy? Do you avoid telling me that? Are you scared? Do you avoid telling me that? You know, what's really going on in your heart? Concerned about your family members? You know, but you have to keep this reputation that you're on solid ground with Christ and like the song, you, you have to uphold a standard. You want your character to be known. Nothing bothers, nothing makes you fear. I'm going on, I'm going to persevere, I'm going to do all this. We wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need him if we didn't have issues. Bless the Lord. So he knows we have issues. So if you're one of those that just writes it all off, well, all you need to do is just fast tonight. You know, well, go ahead and fast tonight. Right? He wants to hear the truth. He wants to hear the area of your heart that you think is least likely to deliver you from being a prisoner of war. Because you've been in this war with your attitude and my attitude seemingly opening the door to victory where it's actually keeping me a prisoner. Can't tell anybody anything. Willing to listen to everything, but I can't tell anybody anything that's going to set me free. First, we go to God, right? He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just. And he'll cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Okay? So we take it to God. And then I always say, then we go on a road show. <laughs> taking it to everybody. Lorraine, Charles, Richard, everybody. I can tell you because I've told God. Right? I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm not going to know I was wrong until his spirit points out my error. I need his spirit in my communication with him. I can lay down on the floor and kick my legs and suffer and suffocate and jump up and down and he and hoop and holler. He wants my whole heart. And he'll deliver me from what's keeping me captive. We'll be set free. We'll be set free so that we can do things we didn't do in our life and times in this end time of our lives. Okay? It's winding up. It's winding up. So we're going to have to take this serious. We're going to have to start praying. We're going to not just give advice. Okay? Look, Job should have been dead. <laughs> Look at all he went through. Now, had, had he asked me, I would have told him, you know, you're not going to make it. You, you got boils, worms going all up inside of you right in front of me. You're not going to make it, Job, right? <laughs> we don't know. Had I been consulting God, right? Asking him properly through his spirit, it would have been, Job, hang in there. God has a plan for you. Bless the Lord.
You're going to endure. All your sons and daughters are dead. All your camels, everything's gone, but you're going to make it. Okay, because I'm really seeking God for the truth. So I can't just advise you. I need to give you God's wisdom. And then that wisdom needs to draw you to God, not to me. I need to make sure you know I'm stupid too. <laughs> that means you're stupid. Okay, you, you got that, didn't you? So I'm stupid too. <laughs> All right. We, look, the smartest thing about us is that we accepted the Lord. Now, don't sit stagnant. Really, open up our hearts so that the Lord can actually do a work in us. You know, this visits, this is great. We're loyal, devoted, love our pastor, love his family. We, all of this is good. But when we come to him with our whole heart, he delivers us from this captivity that makes us put on a show in front of each other. Bless the Lord. We're a family. And we're hiding our issues from each other. Bless the Lord. I think uh, we're going to... Um, God's not buying it. I'll say that again. Okay, so the Bible says in Isaiah 55, 1, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Everything we need is free from him. I'm at the door trying to sell him that I'm okay. Right? What, why would I? I'm okay. About this and that, my problem is... Okay, no, let me tell you what your problem is. And this and that can wait, or this and that needs to be addressed. But I'm the God who created you. Let me, let me explain to you your problem. Come to me wanting to know my assessment of you. Honestly, c come to me, come to me because I can answer the problem. You're so steeped in sin, you might not think you have one, right? Because honestly, hiding anything from God keeps you going away from God, not to God. Adam and Eve, perfect example. Hide, fig leaves. <laughs> he pursued them. He's pursuing us in a deeper way. Time is of the essence. We're Christians. We're not just, I'm not doing a salvation message. We're Christians, okay? We're believers. So we need to step up our game. And with that, I'm going to be mad because I didn't finish the rest of it, but we have a few more things we want to do today. So um, I'm going to pray with you and we'll end this, okay? So Father God, I... I believe you want us to delight in you and the way we're going to delight in you is to request from you a thorough examination of ourselves, Lord. Search our hearts and know us and point out anything that's not right in us. Lord, Lord, this is what you do. You do this well. 
you want to do it for us. Many are forsaking this. And there are those that don't believe in you that will never get it. But we thank you today, Lord, because I think it's pivotal, a pivotal moment in our time. I'm not, and I'm studying in times prophecies and all this eschatology and all of this, and that's not the message you wanted today. You wanted us to open up our hearts fully so that you can actually commune with us and us with you. So that we can have heartfelt, deep communion with you that we've never known. Lord, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you would deliver just that to everyone in the area of my voice right now and beyond. We want to know why this or that isn't working. Why aren't I selling any vacuums? Lord, we're praying now, Lord. We're praying that we would come to you with our whole heart and that by doing so, you'll deliver us from our captivity. Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn from me, for I'm meek and lowly at heart, and I'll give you rest unto your soul, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord, we're praying right now that we would come to you with our burdens and choose the light and easy yoke. Lord, one day definitely has consequences for serving you even unto death. But light and easy according to your dictate. We can do this thing. This is what we're praying for in the name of Jesus and for his sake. Amen. Oh, uh -huh.